I'm Chris Biddle and welcome to Inside AgriTurf, a series of podcasts in which I will be talking to those at the heart of the farm and grass machinery industry. Hello and welcome to episode 10 of Inside AgriTurf. Uh, my guest today is Peter Arend, the president of BAGMA, the British Agricultural and Garden Machinery Association, the trade association for UK dealers. Peter has spent over 30 years with the John Deere tractor dealer, but has recently started a new role as operations manager designate at MacArthur Agriculture, a specialist in grain processing and storage equipment. Earlier this year, he was instrumental in establishing a new training and education committee at BAGMA to address issues of recruitment and development of new staff in dealerships. And as with most conversations with trade associations, acronyms come flying fast and furious. So you will hear references to LEETEC, which stands for the Cross-Industry Land-Based Engineering Training and Education Committee, LEETEC and to T-Levels, a new qualification for 16- to 19-year-olds being launched this year, which will focus on practical rather than academic subjects. The new committee will help guide the qualifications required for T-Levels in the land-based engineering sector. So, Peter, many thanks for joining me today. Uh, to bar the launch of a new industry website promoting careers in land-based engineering, one of the spo- sponsoring organisations said, we face a huge crisis in the skills gap if we do not entice a new intake of recruits. So firstly, is there a skills gap or a skills shortage currently within the industry? I think every dealership, if they could find a, a skilled technician, then they would they would give them a job um, and, and a career. Is there a skills gap? I think there is lots of opportunities. There's lots of routes for development. Yeah. Um, I think really it's about engaging in grassroots, seeing where we can develop from there and by grassroots. I think we need to go right back into the schools, um, actually explain how exciting our industry and and career is and we need the quality of people at post 16 really Um, and and I think that's where we need to put the effort in and develop Um, but I think planting that seed is is several years prior to that really. Um, I know I've certainly worked with uh, and been involved with some individuals that have started going into schools and they yeah there's there's some really talented interesting uh, intelligent kids in there in school that's that's really interested in in our uh, industry as a career and I think it's just tapping into those um, and I think we maybe do need to maybe get away from you know looking at rural schools and and farming backgrounds and that type of thing uh, you know we need to engage in those uh, intelligent people that want a, a technical career and a technical challenge really. Yeah I, I think that's right I mean uh, I'm, I'm interested in cricket and there is an old uh, Yorkshire, Yorkshire cricket saying that when they wanted a new fast bowler to replace Fred Truman they just whistled down the pit and uh, half a dozen came up to fill his boots and of course the route used to be from farmers and farming community and do you think that's no longer the case? I don't think so I think um, you know farms have diversified a lot um, and I don't think it's natural progression for for sons to necessarily follow the same industry anymore farming practices are changing uh, 
as an industry we have to adapt to those changes as well which, which can be challenging uh, it's bigger farms less owners less machinery but it's more technical more advanced um, and yeah I, I don't think you know looking into the farming community is is probably the best route you know we need um, when you look how advanced and technical machinery is today that um it's amazing how skilled and, and and the ability that people need to have to work on this absolutely um beginning of the year i note that you i say you bagma uh formed a training and education committee i presume this is just to augment the LeTech committee but um did you not have one before is this it's a new committee within the, within bagma I think there have been uh, some training education uh, activities uh, prior to me really being involved with Bagma. Um, I think there was a, a career group uh, a good number of years ago. Um, and really through my involvement in training education and um, being a school governor and, and getting involved in some of the post-16 educational T-levels um, activities that I've been involved in, I, I sort of saw the need that I think, you know, as, as an industry, uh, we need to probably get together more. Part of the train education group is is really to get people together, see see how we in, as an industry can probably work together better. Um, so we've, we've managed to get a number of dealers, manufacturers, colleges together. And I think what we want to come out of that is what are the issues? You know, what are the real issues that are burning? And, you know, we need to put those to, to the Leetech group. Um, you know, as, as a representative body, we want to work with Leetech and, and feed our information, see what we're seeing on um, in the ground, you know, in on, on the ground, if you like, and and see if collaboratively, really, if um, there's, there's anything comes out of there, is anything anybody do anything good that's good practice? Would what do people want to see? Um, you know, because you know we have to work hard at, at lobbying government to yeah. to get the changes and the infrastructure and the funding that, that our industry needs, really. I see one of the suggestions, Peter, was that there should be or could be a one-year pre-apprentice uh, program. Um, is this uh, really a taster for, let's say, 16-year-olds to see whether they like the industry or more probably to the point to the employer seeing some potential in, in those particular potential apprentices? I think so. I think there is one or two employers on the, on, on the panel that had previous experience of engaging um, post 16 students on on sort of a, a course more of a taster course because obviously the apprenticeship is a big commitment it's a big commitment uh, from the apprentice uh, the employer and, and I think certainly when I was uh, more involved heavily with employing apprentices uh, it's a very triangulated system that you, you have to engage in you know it is between the employer the college uh, and the student and you need the support of the that the students uh, or the, the apprentices' parents as well. I think that's important. Um, and, you know, it's a three, four-year development programme, and, and that, that's very expensive, uh, time-consuming. Uh, and then, obviously, you do want to make sure that we can retain those when they've done that programme as well. Uh, so I think that pre-apprentice has been talked about and, and explored by quite a number of companies. I think what's exciting, possibly, is it's possibly what's around the corner with T-levels. Uh, I'm on the T-level panel um that's been developing t levels yeah. um which um which basically follows gcse's and equivalent to three a levels through a two-year course 
uh, which will be launched uh, September 2023 for our industry. Uh, it comes under the Agricultural Land Management uh, and Production heading. And, and it's basically being developed in collaboration with employers and businesses uh, so that the, the content content meets the needs of the industry and prepare students for work uh, and further training or study. So what that means is that post-16, uh, when somebody leaves school, uh, they can take three routes and try the traditional two. It was either apprenticeships, A-levels, or there'll be T-levels uh, there. And I think that should provide a, a good pre-apprenticeship programme. I've been involved in developing the outline content for that. And we have to follow the apprenticeship standard. Yes, um, yes. The reverse is it's opposite to the it follows the apprenticeship standard, but it's the reverse to that, uh, whereby it's eighty percent learning, twenty percent uh, practical with 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 a day release uh, up to perhaps forty five days training with with an employer. So I think that for me that would be uh, an interesting one for for people to engage, and I think it's important we get that message out there that that that's coming because. If we don't have a T level, then they'll just do a different engineering one. Yeah, if that's yeah. what where their subject is, so um, so I think I I can probably see that paving the way probably more forward than a pre apprenticeship program. And there's always the question: who's going to pay for that pre apprenticeship program? Um, and government, you know, they're, they're they're investing an awful lot of money in, in T levels, uh, support packages for employers, day release, that um, the placement rather. Uh, and training for colleges, uh, training for resor- money for resources, etc. So, you know, I think the emphasis from government in edu- post-16 education will be in T-levels now, certainly. Sure. Uh, but before you ever get to that point, of course, you've got to attract people to our industry. Do, do, do you feel that uh, the industry itself is, is speaking the right language? I think, I don't think anybody would disagree that um, it's an aging industry. And so therefore, the people, with all due respect to all of us who are involved in it at the moment, are really shall we say not down with the kids and that's the kids who are going to drive this um so so is the industry really speaking the right language to people at the moment because it is obviously uh, peter compu- uh, competing with every other industry and other industries which are more uh, understandable and, and and well known by the by the public and by the mums and dads and the name land-based engineering has always seemed to me to be an all-embracing t- title yes but is it recognisable enough by those who know nothing about it? We, we, we frequently have this, this debate. <laughs> <laughs> I, think like, I think you summed it up well. It's, a, it's an all-encompassing uh, word, land-based engineering. Whether it's the right word or not, I think it's everybody in industry understands what it means. And I think that is the challenge. How do you get a 13, 14, 15 year old to look at our industry and use the right, the right language? And we maybe need to do more advertising and, and more promotion maybe around our industry. I know uh, one or two people now uh, within dealerships that have become STEM ambassadors. Yes. So they're actually going in and talking yes. um, about tractors and combines and, and, and sort of linking that science uh, technology mass with something on a tractor or something with a combine yes. and, and I think once um, you engage with people on that level I think I certainly was very surprised I did a talk uh, in National Careers Week for, for my local school last year uh, and I just talked about technology on, on tractors and combines uh, and they were blown away they didn't yes. realize that uh, you know there was that sort of technology and and, and things were, were that advanced and uh, and it was a you know how rewarding a, a career it is really 
Um, I think it's a bit strange that we all we all say, don't we, that um, you've got to be sort of involved in it to understand why you would do it, kind of. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, 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 yeah, I think it comes down to passionate people getting out there in front of kids and and, and selling our our story, really. Yeah, I, I just wondered, and, and this was brought up in an interview I did with Paul Hemingway, whether the industry has become too stereotyped in in itself. Uh, it, it was rather interesting. There's a, an organisation I'm involved with who. Uh, looked at tractor brands recently and they looked at tractor brands advertising and not surprisingly every single tractor brand uh, in their adverts showed a tractor which is fine but, but shouldn't you really be looking at the bigger picture of what the tractor does and how it does it and why it does it and, and maybe there needs to be a change in mindset around that possibly um challenging question that <laughs> um yeah, I think we've probably perhaps tried to market our product rather than what we do, possibly. Um, you know, we brand image is, is, is a big thing. And maybe we do put that brand image in front of, you know, what really goes underneath the bonnet, underneath the seat, um, yes. you know, behind, in, inside the dealerships. So, so yeah, possibly. It, it, breaking that down, I think it's a, it's a generational breakdown. Yeah. that you've got, got to, to undertake but but anecdotally um, a year or so ago i i participated in a um careers day at Sparshot college in winchester and and an agricultural college land-based college obviously but they bust in during the day 800 school children and right. and, and we had a we had a booth there a tent uh, and i was part of viagra at that stage mm-hmm. and what struck me was that they weren't really interested in the tractors but they were interested in the environment and when you started to work at the environment and work back into agricultural engineering, you started to get some spark of, of interest and recognition, which is why I say, are we becoming too stereotyped with what we sell with rather than what we do? Maybe. <laughs> uh, no, that's a really interesting point. Um, you know, I, I can certainly relate uh, back to my children, who's 12 and 14, and uh, my daughter being very engaged last year in, in like you say, those environmental issues, um, and certainly with my son, he was a little older, uh, carbon footprints and things like that. I think is very, very relevant to 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 farming operations and 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 really as um, as a dealer network, we're supplying machinery to suit their solutions, yes. and, and that will only ever be as things roll forward. Uh, a growing concern and a growing need that we have to respond to. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, I think it's as many different routes in as that we can try uh, and try new, interesting, uh, innovative um, ways of maybe trying to deliver that would, would really, I think, change people's mindset. I mean, it is a constant problem, Peter, because you did refer earlier on to previous um, attempts. I, actually, I was at Smithfield Show in 2004, <laughs> uh, which was the last Smithfield show yeah, when yeah. Princess Anne launched what they then called the Industry Careers Project. And then 2009, we had the launch of what was then the, or is now, the Land-Based Technician Accreditation Scheme. And I have to say, in the room that day, there was a heck of a lot of love for those projects. Um, so have they dissipated over, over, over time? And maybe this is one of the reasons why the T&E Committee has come back into being. Um, I think it's um, a joint collaborative 
approach from from a perspective of the the T and E group. The the land based training accreditation scheme uh, scheme uh, has had a, a revamp and um, a relaunch uh, recently, um, and I was really pleased to see that some technicians and, and former technicians really engaged with a little bit of a competition that they had about what they do and how they do it. And I think that'll be really useful footage as, as we roll forward. And I think, you know, we probably do need more manufacturer engagement to, to try and move that forward a little bit. You know, some people within a dealership, some will always be, where's my progression? And if you can show them a, a career path, I think that's a good thing. And I think if you're going to be looking at retention and sustainability and continuity planning, um then these are sort of things that i believe that it does enable you for you to do um because you have an apprentice um you can put through the apprentice program and where's my career path from there so 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 certainly for me i'm an lta supporter because i think it does give you that career path it keeps them engaged keeps them locked in and keeps them keeps them them aiming somewhere but not everyone's an lta for uh three four uh person so you know, I think we do need to be mindful as well of as making sure that we can develop and grow those other individuals within the, within the dealerships that um, in, in maybe a different way as well. And a slightly sort of emotive question in a way, Peter. Sometimes what's happened, and if I go back to the 2004 meeting, then there was a, a project, the Industry Careers Project put forward with the aim of raising £100,000 to um to fund that and uh, uh i do remember some very warm words by princess anne and and great congratulations to the industry for um for putting putting this forward and and some some manufacturers jumped on the bandwagon and chucked in a thousand or a couple of thousand yeah. um but in the end i think rather like the lta scheme it, it then is there a meshing of the ideals of your T&E committee, which is a cross-industry initiative, with the individual aims of manufacturers who often want to do their own thing? And <laughs> do you think everybody is needs to be singing from the same hymn sheet, or are they indeed singing from the same hymn sheet? I, I, I think it, it's it, it's got to be a partnership. You know that that if 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 industry, I do believe industry's got to have one one voice. Um, I, my personal view is we, we need to channel that through through Leetech and, and part of the T&E, my vision is there that we're feeding that that information into into Leetech um, and, and obviously the, the AEA have a uh, training education group uh, and they need to, to um, feed feed their issues in there. Um, certainly, you know, the, the, the T&E, the Bagma T&E group, we we do envisage ourselves going and going sitting down with with the manufacturers as well but you know we for, for want of a, a popular phrase we're all in this together yes absolutely. <laughs> so, uh, so we've, we've got to take that collaborative approach um and i think that i think generally uh, my experience from the manufacturers you know they they want to see successful dealerships um of course. and so it, it can only ever be in joint collaboration and partnering that where you're ever going to achieve that Earlier on, you you did mention uh, funding these schemes and, of course, supporting them. Often in meetings that I've been in in the dim and distant past, there have been suggestions about levying monies onto sales of machines in order to fund such an initiative, a training and recruitment initiative, on behalf of the industry. I don't think it's ever got very far, but have you ever discussed similar kind of schemes? We we haven't discussed trying to, to raise the money as such we're in the the early stages i suppose of 
Uh, for me, it's all about getting engagement with people in the industry. I think um, what we need to do is we need to have more engagement from, from dealers, uh, more involvement from manufacturers, more involvement from college. Um, it's very easy to get stuck in the day-to-day business <laughs> of, yes. of what you do and we're all employed and, and we all have somebody paying our wages and of course. Um, and uh, but I, I think industry needs to recognize we need to free up some time for these individuals to, to get involved I think yes the money thing it's always a question we need money you've got to have money to do things yeah. um, the big thing for me and and, and, tr- and trying to establish in the t e group is uh, money's nice, but we need want engagement. It's engagement from people that we need. We need more people involved, uh, more people just sparing a little bit of time and 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 you know telling us what their opinions are and and, and coming up with ideas. There was a suggestion in the formation of your T and E committee that that perhaps dealers hadn't been engaged as much as they might have been in 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 the past. Is that a fair comment? Uh, I think so, but I think that was from really no possible forum to do it mm. in. Um, I think you know there is there's been engagement across maybe their own brand um, or something like that where what we're trying to do is get that engagement across brands uh, and across disciplines and and across um, departments really so um, that's certainly the thrust from from ourselves I think is to to get that wide scoping um, engagement and 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 lastly then uh, peter and and thank you ever so much for your time i've much appreciated what would you think you'd like to see come out of the t and e committee over the next uh, say couple of years what what practical steps would you like to see it um achieve i think it's it's, it's always been a we had, we had a very clear vision of where we wanted to get to a year ago and and then there's obviously been one or two circumstances that's that's happened this year and uh, of course and and, and, and you know we, we've been trying to connect via uh, a whole stream of different ways through zoom and yes. and and all those kind of things and but i think um you know we, we was in the early stages of getting people together and i think uh that the current situation has allowed us to maybe use technology i would not necessarily thought about it before you know i think um when when you do have meetings it can take a day out um whereas i think we're all learning now that you know a catch-up meeting uh, can be just as productive you haven't got the traveling you don't need to stop over somewhere you don't need to and you can connect to the far reaches i think we've been very guilty of let's pick somewhere in the middle of the country and then it's probably fair on everybody well you know it gives you that ability to reach out a lot further i think beyond that and and i think for me it's buying more employee engagement employer being more employee engaging that's where we want to be yeah. uh, we want employers to be to engage in it we want want employers to does every employer understand uh, their options open to them do they understand work placements do they understand uh, t levels do they understand apprenticeships uh, do they understand the other training because i think i think there's a lot of focus on uh, apprenticeships uh, i think there'll be focus on t levels but i think we also need to focus on the other skills that people need uh, within the industry as well you know it does f- reach further than just apprenticeships and i think we need to s- unlock unlock our potential and see what's what's available to people that maybe never never really realized before as well so i, I think that's a nice uh, phrase to end up on unlock our potential because uh, i think you would agree peter that most people who work in this industry uh, once they get in there it gets in the blood and uh, they really enjoy it so i guess the uh, the first objective is to to get people engaged in the first place mm-hmm. 
Okay, well, look, many, many thanks, Peter, and uh, best of wishes with um, the, the rest of your term as president of BAGMA, uh, and uh, thank you very much for joining me today. Okay, thank you. Well, my sincere thanks to Peter. Most of those involved with trade associations have a main job and responsibilities to their employers, but they give their time because their heart and soul is embedded in this industry and they want to see it evolve through the good times and the challenging times as we have now. As I said, Peter's parting shot was a desire to unlock our potential. We know the potential that this industry offers and maybe there is a greater need now to think outside the box about ways in which we can convince others. So this has been episode 10 of Inside AgriTurf and the end of the first series. I'll be back in a few weeks with a further lineup of guests to continue the debate and the chat about all the issues facing us. I'm Chris Biddle. Thank you for joining me. And this is Inside Agriturf.